You're listening to the Liverpool Comedy Quota, the only EU-ratified comedy podcast in the city with me, your host, Jay Burnley. And at a time where we learnt that the previous three Prime Ministers have cost the taxpayers over £1.7 million in the last five years for ex-Prime Ministerial duties, we wonder exactly what they were getting paid for. Blair probably used his for rewriting history to find a third way into heaven, John Major to pay people to remember exactly who he was, and Thatcher to bribe Satan not to take her yet. The Liverpool Comedy Quota. To be fair, even he doesn't want her. In this week's show, the quota brings you 50% of the fine ramblings of rising local comic Liam Bolton and 50% high-rising 6'7 star of E4's The One Guy, Tom Davis, providing you with 100% of your comedic tax returns for this year. First up this week is uh, one of the quota's favourite rising local comics, Liam Bolton, who provided a third of the funny, along with Phil Chapman and Adam Staunton, in their attempt to con the public with their Liverpool Comedy Festival show, The Inbetweeners. Wasn't anything to do with the show on TV. Liam came in for a serious conversation about comedy, and maybe one day we'll get it to you. Uh, but until then, this is m- pretty much what happened. Uh, so, right, I'm just reading off the paper now. Yeah, I can uh, tell. Uh, Your so, voice changed. So since since the uh, in between us last uh, the uh, not last year in the Liverpool Comedy Festival, what have mm-hmm. you been doing since then? Anything? Uh, have you been working on any more shows or just pure stand up now? Uh, well, I've been doing um, I've been doing stand up, uh, and I've been doing like writing and all that. So you, is there a progression now from doing the uh, Liverpool Comedy Festival as a sort of you know? Uh, well, hopefully, yeah. Um, but I've just got to stop being. I don't want to say lazy. Well, I think most comedians say that. I had Sam on uh, one of the shows, and he was saying that he's only in the last year he's actually sort of stopped being lazy and started writing properly, and it's developed oh, yeah. developed him. I think a lot of comedians sort of like go, "I just have jokes in my head, so I'll just tell them," and then yeah. then they realise that sometimes you've got to sort of. Well, it's like it's the sort of you've got to find some kind of like middle ground between what is like really fun about doing stand up and what is uh, the work part. Because if you go on stage and you've got like. Like most, you'd expect comedians to have wit. Yeah. And if you're going on stage and you've got wit and you can spontaneously come up with stuff that's funny, you stop thinking that it's a good idea to sit down and write loads. If you're going on stage and you're a stand-up, you you, sh- you should really have some like level of wit, right? Yeah. And so if you go on stage and, and it becomes easy to come up with stuff that's spontaneously funny, then you stop thinking that you have to go home and, and, and write, write stuff. Is, it, is there a difference between the stuff that you write and the stuff that's... Surely there's a bit a bit of both, so you get come up with something spontaneous and then you work it and, and yeah, sort yeah, of craft it like, a little bit. But like that's the, I think there's like a, a tendency to, to just go, yeah, wow, I'm... I'm funny. I'm, I'm amazing. <laughs> I can... That's because you are. Well, thank you. And immortal, <laughs> probably. Um, Thanks a lot. No, so, but like, uh, the audience seems to like stuff that's spontaneous more than jokes. Do you, do you sometimes think that though that sometimes comedians try and fake sponsor, spontaneity? Oh yeah, yeah. Because I've seen sort yeah, of there's like loads of people about that. Like um, there's you know there's people who do the, the like sort of hackneyed thing of making out an audience member said something so that they can do. So, oh yeah, people do that. But like they sort of hammer up. So the who the, said you know, banana shoes? Yeah, ah. yeah, like you know that sometimes works. But like I don't know, there, there are people who uh, who try and engineer stuff. I'm not going to say any names, Jay. <laughs> what you just said, mine. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say any names, Che. <laughs> I've only just started. Uh, so, how do you feel you've developed then? Since uh, I've, I've seen you from quite a, I've seen you for quite a. We're going to do some folk singing later on. We've known each other for quite a few years now. Yeah, two, three years at least. Yeah, because we're immortal. Yeah. No, that would feel like last time. Oh yeah. 
Is that deja vu, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, like, um, how have it progressed? Yeah, because so, I, I saw you in between us, so you've obviously... You, it's, um, I compare you to, like, Adam Staunton. Like, I've known you since you started out and sort yeah. of... Like, and then Adam's, Adam's come on in his headline and you're headlining as well now um, on stuff like Rawhide Raw and things like that. And so, obviously, you've gone from sort of just getting up on stage and doing the gong show itself to actually now sort of putting some wick in and sort of... I hope you have. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I suppose I've, in, like, the way I've written, I've always been the same. It's just that... I've become, like, I've got knowledge of what I know now will work. Yeah. Where, like, whereas before I'd write on, and I'd think it was really funny, I'd do it on stage, and maybe I hadn't structured it well enough. Mm. And it just, people would just go, so? so <laughs> or, or the worst one. Mm. <laughs> I, I sort of see where yeah. you're going. Oh, yeah. There's no real yeah. joke there. Right, so yeah. <laughs> so who's, who's giving you guidance then? Who's, who's helped you along the way? Well, I don't know. I was thinking about this the other day. No, that's why I asked it, um, well, sort of because like, we're not only are we immortal, we're, we're psychic as well. Psychic, yeah. <laughs> We've got everything. Maybe we should just not get rid of the bikes. Yeah, we can just transmit it yeah, into people's heads straight away. Uh, we should be a crown fighter duo. What a hellish world that would be. <laughs> what, us just talking in people's heads yeah. every day? People are trying to do work and they just can't go away. <laughs> Morning! Oh, yeah. it's them again, doing that show. Yeah, they're awake. Uh, <laughs> who's giving me guidance? I was genuinely trying to think of this the other day, because people obviously have. Uh, I, I used to always write me acts on my hand yeah. because um, a couple of reasons one, one I thought it was funny to, uh, to look amateurish but come out with um, pearls know, good jokes I call them pearls pearls yeah oh, yours are pearls <laughs> cheers <laughs> and, uh, and I also um, when I first started out I had loads of nerves on stage yeah. so like I'd forget jokes and I'd get like I'd forget the pre- me pre-written jokes because stuff would come into my head yeah. when I was on stage that I'd say and then I wouldn't know where I was yeah. uh, but I've started to use like uh, I've just read it no. <laughs> I, I do like I do like it that that's, that's become a that's what I mean about your progression it's sort of like I've seen you when you used to write it on your hand and you were yeah. using that now you're using it as a bit of a oh no I don't t- even do it now don't you no. oh, I used to love that a bit because it was like a joke in, yeah, the, in yeah, the actual yeah. set well no it's better when you go on it, you, what you should do is if you need something when you go on stage like uh, people go on with glasses of water yeah. and don't reference it, don't make a joke out of it. But the point <laughs> is, people forgive you anything as long as you make a joke out of it. On right. stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go on... if you Not manslaughter. No. Oh, well, sure, you're not on stage. Oh, right, okay. Then again, you could probably get away with that. Well, if you manslaughter somebody on stage and then manslaughter. Manslaughter, that's yeah. murder, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, sort of. Um, but it's just not as bad. Yeah. Because it was sort like somebody everybody hated. It was, what, it was what? less murder. <laughs> it's murder minus one. <laughs> Is that like on Facebook? Yeah, like yeah. Plus one and minus one. Yeah. <laughs> so so who, who do you like on the scene at the moment? Who's coming through? And, who's cause... coming through? Uh, well, the, the the lads at Envy are doing... Are doing um, I, I look at them and go, well then, because uh, they're sort of striking out on their own. Yeah. And, not, uh, and sort of building a comedy club for themselves yeah, to, for yeah. new people to yeah, come Yeah, it's really good. Uh, so, so it, it, in terms of um, not not so much, uh, well, yeah, let's go from the northwest then as well. So, uh, what do you think about this, the situation in the northwest? How, who do you like in the northwest? Is there a, is there a burgeoning um, lot of people in there? Um, it's, cause, it's only because you've worked with um, you did something in Preston with Haley Ellis, didn't you? Yeah, well, uh, I'm doing a, I'm doing another show with uh, Haley. The show's called Am What. Is that your part of the show? That's your part of the show? Because it's, is it you're working together or you just do, you well, do no, half an hour doing, and she does half an hour? Doing, um, explain to the people, come on. I'll explain. <laughs> Jay doesn't know. I we're don't doing, know anything. Um, we're doing uh, 20 minutes stand-up. Haley's do. I don't know what order we're doing. 20 minutes stand-up and then a film I've done and then uh, it's for 10 minutes and then 20 minutes stand-up. 
So you, you've done a film. So yeah. see, I was going to end the uh, interview there, but this sounds interesting. What's this film about then? Uh, it's like an, uh, I don't know. I've Are you in it? Well, no, I've just done it all. Because, oh, cool. uh, you know, I do other stuff. Do you? Yeah. Uh, I've, uh, I've like, it's really poorly animated. It's like stick figures but the uh, of me and Hayley. And uh, we just go. <laughs> and, uh, I, I got her to um, record a voice doing like set lines and I've just stuck it on. And uh, The power like, of computers, brilliant, as you were talking about. Premier Pro. Yeah. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, that's, it's, oh, the other Premier Pros are available. No, they're not. Oh, aren't they? No. <laughs> What's Premier Pro? Adobe. Adobe, yeah. And Premier Pro, it's should like we just, should we just end the interview just by mentioning sort of software packages? Well, no, it's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> Adobe Audition. Uh, this will, that's what I'll be editing all this bit out with. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. And, uh, and, and the film is just, uh, it's like an absurdist film. And then uh, me or Haley are going to come on and do stand-up after it and stand-up before it. So it should be good. Cool. Thanks for coming in. Thanks a lot, Jay. I'll see you later, Liam. Bye. Bye. We're still in the same room. Yeah. Uh, pretend to walk out. Bye. You, you sound like a baby. <laughs> a scout baby. Bye. Right, okay. <laughs> there was so much more that we couldn't fit into that, uh, into that conversation. Uh, and uh, so what we did, we recorded it as radio extras. So if you want to press your, th- your 3D CinemaScope red button now, you can listen to that. Uh, if your radio hasn't got one, you may have to wait a few weeks when we put it up normally. Our headline guest this week is a friend of the show uh, who we met back in Edinburgh in 2008. Uh, being a spotter of fine talent, we know that even then uh, Tom Davis was going to be one to watch. And then after featuring on other people's programmes with Morgana Robinson, Lee Francis and the Comic Strip Presents, Tom now tells us that he's striking out on his own. On the phone in the bunker, we've got uh, Tom Davis. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Um, and um, for people who, who don't know you, all, all your stuff, um, tell us a bit of your background and what you've been doing. Um, well, I've just finished the thing called The Warm-Up Guy, which is a comedy lab for Channel 4. Yeah. Um, I suppose I'm, like, things I've done before that I'll be known for would be the um, uh, Morgana show Yeah. and uh, Bo Selector. Uh, I did John Landis uh, on that. So a very good John Landis. It was uh, quite uncanny, actually. If you know Thank who you John, very much. If you know who John Landis is and looks like, it's, it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, evidently. Yeah, I sort of morphed into him without the American <laughs> accent. But no, it was a lot of fun doing that and working with, with, with someone like Lee, yeah. who is a, is a massive idol uh, and a hero of mine. Uh, yeah. It was a lot of fun working with him. You know, he's a great guy. So, um, yeah, I suppose that, that's where you know me from. Yeah, and, and I, I first met you in Edinburgh uh, many years ago. And yeah. You were doing, um, you were doing a few characters there, weren't you? And yeah. Did you, did you start out doing characters or was it straight stand-up? Stand-up, really, I started doing, um, which I still do. I still do straight stand-up. I've sort of got back into it again. Yeah. Um, and, and now I'm sort of doing the straight stuff and um, sort of doing the characters really mainly for, for television. And um, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I used to do a lot of voices on stage. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, sort of they, you know, that year in Edinburgh, uh, I just decided really to sort of um, morph a show around these four characters and, uh, and play around with them and, you know, is there any chance of those uh, characters coming back in? And have you got anything developing for them? I remember Butch and Johnny more than anything else. Yeah, well, the character of Steve Matthews in that basically sort of morphed really into Barry in the Morgana show, the voice and oh, um, right. his 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 demeanour. Like um, Channel Four liked him and people liked him, so um, he sort of became Barry really. Yeah. Um, Morgana had a you know the character of Joyce, and yeah. they 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 worked very well together. Those were the funeral parlour uh, yeah, couple. Yeah, yeah. That, that was one of my favourite bits of that actually. Oh, thank you, man. <laughs> um, they, they were a lot of fun to do, and then um, yeah, we uh, you know at the moment we 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 
sort of doing stuff with with a butcher, sort of you know less because he was very camp back then. Mm. Um, we're sort of working with that character as a sort of idea of a bodyguard, and we're playing around with with, with that idea um, in a sort of you know sort of early stages of doing that. Um, Johnny, I've not done since. I, I don't know what happened to him. Uh, he was a lot of fun to do. That was Johnny Fontaine. That was the yeah. Welsh, Welsh Welsh sex god, was he? Yeah, he was it? a Welsh sex god. But <laughs> I put on a couple of pounds now, Chase. I don't know if I can get away with being a sex god. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, he was a lot of fun to do. And yeah, I, I, it's, it's a strange one with characters because you sort of you they're like friends, I suppose. You yeah. you sort of hang out with them quite a lot, and you have your favourites for a while, and. Uh, like the banker for the Morgana show is oh, really yeah. sort of someone that I enjoy doing at the moment, um, and you know we, we're sort of we're working with them and, and we're doing stuff at the moment for, uh, for for VIP, which is like an impression show. Oh, right. um, so I'm sort of. Um, what, what, yeah. is that gonna, what is that? What shows? What channel is that going to be on? Though? So that's Channel Four. That comes oh, out in April. So oh, we're um, so I'm sort of fine tuning some some impressions, which is which is harder than characters, um, but you mm. sort of lend, I suppose, your own characteristics. You know, you you watch someone going like that's he does that, and then go off in your own, uh, your own mad little way. Is, is it easier, or easier or harder when you've got a character? You know I mean, with a live audience, do you find it easier to have a barrier between you because you've got that character, or do you find it easier to to relate to him when you're doing just straight stand up? I think, um, I mean, it varies. I've, I've spent like nearly the whole of last year working on character stuff and not being myself, you know. And, yeah. and everything I did was character. So if I did a gig, I'd sort of try stuff out in character on stage. Um, so there is that thing that, that you know you've almost got a mask on. Um, yeah. Uh, whereas sort of stand up, coming back to it from January this year and, and doing quite a lot of gigs, you, you've got nothing to hide behind. And yeah. uh, I, I think that's you know, if if you're on stage and you're doing you know Barry and someone goes oh, you're a loser, you can sort of go well they thought Barry was a loser. Um, but if you're on stage yourself and someone goes, oh, you freak, you know it's you that they think you're a freak. And <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that kind of kick, kicks you in the teeth a little bit. Yeah. But uh, no, I do. In, I, I enjoy them both, you know. It's, it's nice to sort of be able to sort of flip between the two, really. So, what kind of inspirations have you got? Is it from other stand-ups or is it from other character comedians? Or? A massive variation, really. I mean, stand-up-wise, um, I think the guys that I, I, I sort of watched and, you know, esteemed to be were, you know, a lot of American uh, stand-ups I mm. really enjoyed watching, uh when I was first starting out, and then people like Mickey Flanagan. I, I oh, remember yeah. the first time I saw Mickey Flanagan. You know, he was someone who talked about things that I sort of come from. He talked in a sort of accent similar to mine. So people like him and Michael Smiley. I was a big fan of his. Yeah. Ricky Grover. These were guys that I sort of, you know, stand-up-wise. And then I think really characters. Uh, it was Steve Coogan and Lee Francis. But mm. um, the two, you know, Lee to me is, I think, just unbelievable when you work with a guy and. You watch, you know, what he did in Bo Selector. You know, every character was him, and every voice was him. Um, he was just, you know, literally, you'd be in a you know, room doing stuff with a guy, and he could flip between voice and voice, and you know, so you learn so much. And Morgana Robinson, she's she's phenomenal, and stuff mm. you see her doing now for the VIP, she's she's got some you know, impressions that are just fantastic. Her fern is amazing. That's one of my favourite impressions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she just does some some new ones, which I won't say they are, but in in the new show, which. Yeah, she's amazing. She really is, and yeah, it's, it's nice to work with talented people. Is is it hard sometimes to not crack up while you're working with people like that with Morgana, Morgana and? Lee? Oh yeah, I mean we're very close friends, so I think, I think me and Morgana we we, we spend a lot of time corpsing and, <laughs> and laughing together. And Terry, we, we we're all very close. So um, yeah, it's you know it's it really is it's, it's it's an amazing job to be able to do that you that you get paid to go to work with friends and you're really you know in essence laughing together and having a great time. Um, they were they were brilliant to work with, and yeah, I mean Lee, I've known Lee and. 
he sort of really gave me a lot of you know my breaks in the game I suppose so yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he's great fun to work with, and I think the thing that was great with Lee is he, he'd improv and he'd throw things in that would just be, you know, you wouldn't know they were coming, and it was very hard to um, not to laugh. And he's obsessed <laughs> with staying in character, so it's really tough. Number one, you've got to think, what would the character do here? Yeah, uh, yeah. And number two, you sort of then just trying as yourself not to to, to ruin a scene by laughing. You know? <laughs> but enough enough about those people. Obviously, you've got your own show coming up, yeah, uh, which yeah. is um, the warm up guy. Is it on Channel Four? Yeah, E4 actually. It's on E4. On E4. Uh, yeah. how, how did that come about? Um, and tell us a bit about the show and what, what you'll be doing in it. Well, it came. The original idea came after after we'd done Bo Selector. Shane Allen um, came to me and James, who, who directed Bo Selector, um, the Shimon special. Yeah. Um, and came to me and James, and he 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 liked me, and which you know I was very lucky. Um, and he he wanted basically to sort of work something out that me and James could do. So we got we they gave us some money, and we to to shoot like five minutes of a, of a character. And me and James went out and shot like twenty five minutes, like a pilot. We just basically called in favors, and we got some people to come in and mm. and do it. And you know he was impressed with that. And Shane and Neris Evans, um, Shane and Alan and Neris Evans are fantastic. And you know with the Morgana show and this, they really really like um you know help out you know. I couldn't speak highly enough for the guys. Yeah. They they really look into talent and they they let you sort of bloom, I suppose, um, which is fantastic. And uh, yeah, so the warm-up guy came about with that. Really, it was it was an idea of of someone who's trying to make it in this business. I think, um, and he, he sort of goes about it in all the wrong ways. Uh, he, and he's a bit of a wally and a bit of an idiot. Yeah. It's kind of a bio piece, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, this giant wally who just goes from disaster to disaster. But yeah, and sort of. You know, in the pilot episode, you see him, and you know, he's, you know, I suppose he's, he he kind of thinks this is the sort of first step on the ladder, but he's been on that first step for quite some time, yeah. and uh, he's seeing now, like, I need to break through and get to the you know next level, and he, he's he, he's a good guy who, who, you know, in his heart he's good, but he can be a bit of a wally and he'll sort <laughs> of step over people to get where he wants to be. Do you think do you think comedians and the public will get sort of different um, edges to this? Because I mean, sure, I'm sure, I'm sure quite a few comedians have gone through that sort of routine. Yeah, I of mean, of seeing stuff in that in the in the warm up game themselves, maybe, and the public will see sort of like a different side to it. Yeah, I mean, I think they do. I mean, because it, it's I suppose sort of set inside the world. Of t- I mean, so, you know, there's a, a part of it that is set inside television, but he's also unemployed and mm. he has to go to the job centre and he has to do other jobs. He, you know, he gets a job in a supermarket and he's trying, every week he, he would go from job to job, you know, because um, he, he's basically got one, week, one day a week where he's a Walmart guy, so he's trying to supplement his income, yeah. uh, you know, by doing these other jobs, um, which is kind of like, you know, I suppose most comedians would identify with that. I, I for a long time, uh, you know, was a scaffolder and did this and did that just to sort of get by and, and, and hope the, one day. And they're doing um, selling selling stuff at um, festivals as well. Yeah, right? selling t-shirts at festivals. Oh, I can't I can't tell people what were on some of those t-shirts. No, so. no, there's some rather obscene things. That <laughs> got us cool in all sorts of trouble. Uh, but I think hopefully the public take them into their hearts. What we wanted really to do was was have a guy who who's a big doofus. And and me and James are massive fans of like um, sort of old school, you know. I don't know it sounds silly, but some some others they have, and, you know, oh, yeah. and endearing characters who you can go, you know, he's he's a bit of a wally and he says the wrong things, but you know, in his heart he's a good guy. You want them to win at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I think you know it's important. I think in in comedy to show a little bit of heart, and uh, you know, that's what we've tried to do. And hopefully, people enjoy that, and it's been a lot of fun, a lot of fun doing it. And, you know. So what happens? What happens next is that this is a pilot one, and if everybody likes it, there's a chance. Yeah, of getting yeah. This, is, this I mean, this has been two years really of development and and working at it with Channel Four, and you know we'll see. And you know, um, yeah. So if, if if people like it, Touchwood will get a series. 
If not, you march on with the, with the next thing. Um, you know, I'm, which I'm, is the, I'm, the VIP thing that you're doing as well. Yeah, right? VIP, and yeah, we've 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 got quite a few things in development. I'm doing bits and bobs with 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 various people. I'm, you know, I'm lucky really to 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 have been given the chance I am, and uh, you know, I just you know, you, you constantly just want to be working. Yeah, it's it's not it's not one of those days where you wake up and go God, another day. I literally wake up every morning and I leap out of bed like a Scrooge uh, when he realises what Christmas is all about. That's like every day to me. <laughs> he grin on my face and uh, I try and take on the world running down the road with a big turkey. Um, <laughs> that's not what I've written, the turkey. Um, <laughs> I know, but, I'm sure it'd be brilliant. Tom, thanks for coming in. Thank you very much. For coming it's been in. a pleasure. Thank, thanks for coming on the, on, the, uh, on the phone. Yeah. Uh, I hope it all goes well, and um, hopefully we'll speak to you. And next time you're in London, there's always a sofa and a game of FIFA. <laughs> you owe me a beating at that, don't you? Yeah, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'm, I'm rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, thanks Thank a lot, lad. Thank Cheers. you. God bye. bless, mate. Cheers, bye. You can catch Tom's show, The Warm-Up Guy, on E4, Sunday the 6th of November at 11pm as part of the Channel 4's Comedy Lab series. And follow him on at, at BigTomD on Twitter. So, big up to Big Tom. Next week, uh, we'll be having uh, Pete McColl. Pete McColl will be coming in uh, to chat with us. Uh, and whoever, whoever other random comedians that we can find at the time. Uh, thanks for listening to us and join us next week. The Liverpool Comedy Quota. Can you dig it, sucker?